I was absolutely spent. And at the end of the day, Nate's inside a hotel room and I'm just sitting outside reflecting. And I feel God say to me so strongly, such an overwhelming impression. If you pay attention to your life, you'll see that everything you're doing for your son, I'm doing for you because I love you too. Hey guys, we got another good one for you today. We've got John Tyson back on the podcast talking about Primal Path, which has been a discipleship pathway for his son. Incredible stuff from John. I just love the way John thinks and the way he leads with such intention. He's a pastor and an author and just a great thinker of our culture in this moment, this unique moment we live in. So we got a great conversation with John on the line today. But before that, I wanted to mention our journal again. Our journal has just been delivering results um, that have been unique and tangible and proactive for people. So we're hearing some great responses on the Right Side Up journal. The journal costs 20 bucks. It gets you into the community as well. And so our Right Side Up community, thank you to those who have jumped in the community, who are interacting and ultimately are pushing one another toward healthy leadership. That has been a blast to watch how that's come together over the last few months. Also wanted to mention coaching. As you are still at the beginning part of this year, maybe you've got some dreams and some desires. You don't know how to accomplish those. You fear that those are going to fall to the wayside. We are seeing some amazing results in coaching. A couple of weeks ago, I had somebody I was coaching say to me, I got up in front of my congregation and for the first time in 11 years, I didn't have to lie to them and say that I was excited for the year. He's excited. He's going to reach his goals this year and he's already seeing incremental progress about halfway through his coaching journey. We coach leaders who are for-profit and non-for-profit, church leaders, non-profit leaders, business leaders, and we are seeing growth in each of these areas. So it's been a really exciting year uh, to watch our coaching grow. We have four awesome coaches, and we would love to walk alongside of you. If you're interested in any of this stuff, head on over to stayforth.com. You can visit our coaching page and our resources page. So now on to the podcast. Again, I love the way John thinks and the way John leads. He pastors at Church of the City they're in New York and does so many other things to continue to equip the body. But I think this is a really unique look at his life today. It's a look at life with his son and a paradigm shift ultimately of realizing that he's got one shot at this for his son. And he has some incredible moments along the way. And he talks about that journey. And that's now available in courses and in a series called Primal Path. You can go check that out. We'll have the link in the show notes. So enjoy my conversation with John Tyson. Well, I'm excited to welcome back to the podcast, John Tyson, one of a few two-timers, second time on the podcast. John, thanks for joining us today. Well, th- thank you so much, mate. I'm really honored to be back on here. Had a great time last time, so thanks for having me back. You came on episode seven, and honestly, you dropped some Bruce Springsteen wisdom. So if you haven't heard that episode, <laughs> you got to go back and hear it. Uh, I was nearly in tears uh, listening to that. Uh, such good stuff. From that, and uh, instead of just saying, you know, where do you hail from and what do you do, describe your role. I thought you might start by just sharing the sovereign themes of your life with us. Okay, yeah. So I think um, the, the sovereign themes are an exercise that I came up with, basically to try and have that theologically informed midlife crisis. And I, I basically sense a call to, or an inescapable theme around prayer and the presence of God and the charismatic, which is, you know 
making what the Bible promises real through experience. Um, that's a huge one. Uh, integrating faith and work, something I'm super passionate about. Obviously, living here in New York, where probably 80 or 90% of people move here for their jobs. Um, raising up and discipling people one-on-one is a huge theme of my life. And then living in radical community. And uh, so the building I'm in right now is, you know, it's almost like an urban monastery in the middle of New York. So those are sort of my four themes. Beautiful. So we're going to dig into fatherhood today. And the cool thing is that this isn't just an idea for you. This has been a journey, something that you call primal path. You've gone through with your son, Nate. So we really want to dig into that as we talk through uh, fatherhood and what that looks like. There's so many dads that think this is too hard. I don't know how to connect with my son. I've lost it. It's too late. All those things are bogus. And now's the time to to lean in. And so, um, John, kind of help um, coach us maybe through um, this journey based on what you've experienced. That's kind of what we're going at today. You are a prayer. It's a huge part of your life and you are a practitioner. And so first of all, how does your heart for prayer intersect for your love for your son, Nate? Uh, well, one of the, um, the most amazing parts of my story, you know, I became a Christian the week and I turned 17. And my parents are both very godly people. Um, but they basically said to me when I was 13, look, if you don't want to walk with God, you don't have to. We're not going to force you to. So they, they didn't make me go to church. And I basically just stopped attending. And I'd go out with my friends. I'd do other things. And uh, somehow in that mix, I, I, I got totally lost, mixed up with the wrong crowd. And there was a couple of moments that got pretty dark and pretty hairy where my dad basically said, if, if I don't start praying, you know, they tried everything, you know, and nothing worked. And he basically said, if I don't start praying for my son, I'm going to lose him. And so my dad, in the power of the spirit, just started interceding. He came up with a list of promises he believed God had for my life. And then he would go into my bedroom and pray over my bed and say, God, haunt him in his dreams. And he'd pray for my clothes and say, Lord, clothe him in the righteousness of Christ and help him take off the works of the flesh. And he just would just cover me and summon me in prayer. And uh, over a period of six months, my life radically changed. I became a Christian in a Pentecostal revival. Um, I went from wanting nothing to do with God to wanting to be a pastor and serve God. And my dad basically said, here's a list of all the things I prayed for and God did it. And so my dad basically went after me through prayer and brought me back from my rebellion through intercession. And so because that's that marked my own salvation story in faith, I've always felt a need to to provide prayer covering for my family. And particularly for, for young men in the world, particularly teenage boys, is so much drama. So I was like, I'm just going to resolve that to pass on the inheritance I have in prayer for my dad, make sure I do that for my son. So the thing about intercession, when you're praying for someone, the Holy Spirit will start speaking to you about them, giving you words of knowledge or insight or understanding. And um, it just gave me this huge heart to say, how do I help my son struggle through these teenage years? I need to design something to help him. So that so prayer sort of birthed my thinking and my heart about designing something for Nate. Mm, that's beautiful. Thanks for the context and kind of the texture of where that comes from. So yeah. talk about your inspiration for this and designing this for Nate and then walk us through the process. What's that been like? Okay, yeah. So let me just start. So the the primal path is basically a course for dads that is designed to help them deal with their own brokenness, 
initiate their son into a liminal space and journey uh, through adolescence, through content and challenges, skill development and relationships that leads towards basically a ceremony of blessing leading them into manhood. So it's, um, it took me six years to walk with my son through it. You don't have to do it that long. That was my experience. And uh, so that's what it is. It's a, it's a formation pathway you design customized for who your son is to walk them from adolescence into manhood. Um, how, I, how I first practically came across this idea, um, I was a youth pastor in Nashville, Tennessee uh, in my early 20s. Um, I had Nate when I was uh, 23, and which is you know pretty young um, these days, but was pretty common back then. And as a youth pastor, I was assigned uh, to the task of doing campus ministry. And I noticed that on the high school campus I was working with, that there was these kids who stood out heads and shoulders about everybody else. And so I, w- I built a relationship with these kids, and then somebody said to me, you know, those are all Mormons. And I was like, you're kidding. They're all Mormons because they use Christian language like we follow Jesus, we believe in Jesus. So I was so impressed with their formation and how different they were than many of the kids I was discipling that I called up the local Mormon stake leader and asked if I could have coffee with him to hear about how they formed their young people. And so I went out and had coffee, and he basically told me about um, – their process of helping young men move into adulthood. And it includes um, receiving a priesthood and blessing. Uh, it includes going to seminary, which is basically one hour of scripture study every day before high school. Then uh, they do a two-year mission that requires training, and then they come back and are sort of uh, unofficially blessed and welcome into full participation in the Mormon community. And then I compared that to going to a games night on a Wednesday and youth camp once a year. And I just thought our formation pathway is so weak compared to the Mormons. I've got to see if Mm. there's something like this. And so I realized the Jewish community has bar mitzvah. I understand catechism um, that some of the main lines in the Catholic church, but I never met a young person who said, you know, catechism made me burn with a vision for manhood and godliness in the world. You know, and so I was like, man, I need to figure out how to do this for my son. So because I had time, I basically read the canon of books on men's ministry and male formation, basically synthesized the core elements of that and then built out this thing to take my son through. And as I was going through it with him, I saw it bear such extraordinary fruit compared to Nate's friends and my relationship with him that I thought I may be onto something here. So I tried to find it. I couldn't really find it. There was a couple of things that were light versions of this, but they weren't robust. And I said, I'm just going to build this because I love my son. And when I got to the end of it, I realized I might have something on my hands here. So that's sort of basically the origin story for how it went. Beautiful. I actually had the opportunity, my son is 11, I had the opportunity to sort of open up this journey within the summer. And that weekend ended with me you know, of course, blubbering in tears and pr- and praying this prayer of blessing over him. And it's the right moment for me to say, what does this look like to continue this, that we've just begun to kind of get some spiritual language um, as we head into his teen years. And so this is really timely for me as well. I want to affirm you for being that intentional, man. I mean, you know, a lot of, a lot of kids go through their whole life and that they never even get one trip like that with their dads. You know, I, I basically have this framework that says there's five kinds of fathers. You've got um, the first kind of father is the irresponsible father. They just they accept no 
responsibility that they've brought a human being into the world and they just bail. They're totally absent. Uh, then you got uh, then you get the ignorant father who just basically doesn't have a clue what they're doing and they often do more uh, damage than help. Then you get the inconsistent father who's sort of in and out, spotty, sometimes does a good job, half the time controlled by selfish ambition. Then you get involved fathers and these are the ones that for the most part get it right. And these, you know, like they'll take their son to a game or they'll do a camping trip. But then there's this other kind of father called the intentional father who basically maps out the day their son leaves their house and then works backwards to say, who does my son need to be? What does he need to know? What does he need to be able to do? And then you build a custom pathway to develop him. And that to me is my vision of helping raise up intentional fathers. And so that's what the primal path is. It's a series basically of developmental exercises that a dad goes through based on who their son is to build out a, a curriculum that involves, you know, content, like the actual content of manhood and life and skill, um, practical training. So things that, you know, a man should be able to do in the world and, um, and then character formation. And then it's wrapped in a series of designed experiences so that the things he's learning actually come to life. And uh, so that's, that's basically what it is. It's a series of exercises that you go through almost like, um, gosh, almost like I would say um, like life coaching or life planning or bringing a consultant in where they take you through exercises to sort of diagnose things in your business, except you're doing it for your own heart and you're doing it for your son. That's what it is. You, you, you go through a unit. You can either watch the video or listen, and there's a workbook that goes along with it. And so I basically explain, here's what the exercise is, here's why it's important, and then you go away and do it, and then you develop this stuff out for your son in particular. So it's, it's, I want to be sure, it's challenging. It's not overwhelming, but it's not easy. You cannot wing raising a son. You can't wing it, you know, and um, so this is designed to be robust and, and really give dads a map of how to work through these difficult years. You were talking about how this is different from just a book that's sort of aiming content at your son. This is going to take that work and that formation. Describe a little bit of what, what does that take to understand the context of who God designed our son to be and then to design those areas of growth and content and challenge around that? As an example, so my son is a four on the Enneagram, okay? You know, he's a big kid. He's six foot two. He's probably 230 pounds. I mean, he's not, he's not uh, small in any way. But he's an artist, man. He's a, he's a songwriter. He's a worshiper. He's a feeler. He's a motive. He's up and down. He's like a warrior poet, you know? So I didn't come in and try and superimpose um, a vision of like traditional masculinity. So, you know, I, I am theologically an egalitarian. Um, so I, I wasn't like, here's this archetypal sort of, you know, man that has to eat meat and, you know, drive a truck. It was basically trying to say there are these core traits of, of biblical strength that regardless of your personality, temperament, or type need to be developed within you. And then I sort of customized it around those things. So the, the course basically is in two parts. The first part is what I would call the received tradition of manhood that's been almost universally recognized without stereotype through cultures throughout history. And then the second half is basically who is your son 
and what does he need in particular? So part of it is auditing the own values from your own story that you want to impart to him. So it's self-awareness. Part of it is understanding generational patterns and habits. Here's what it means to dam up the brokenness from our family line. Here's what it means to impart blessing uh, from our family tradition. And then uh, a lot of it is built around, in some sense, awareness of his aspirational goals and helping him get there. And so it's um, a whole process of self-discovery for him. So it's not a content. This is not like a Lifeway Bible study where, um, you know, you sit down every day with something I've written. This helps you curate the best resources based on who your son is um, to customize it uh, sort of for him. So that, that's basically the framework. Love it. John, what were a couple of your favorite moments in the process? It's just beautiful moments where God met you and Nate. Bro, I'll start weeping if I really get into it. But um, it's probably, t- yeah. Feel free, man. Come on. Come on. on the, right here on the podcast. Pro- probably two highlights. No, I'll, I'll give you three. Okay. Number one, um, when Nate was about 14, we, we, so we used to do this every day before school, right? So one morning we're doing this before school and I've got a huge chalkboard and I basically have the whole primal path mapped out on this chalkboard, okay? And so it just basically looks like a big hieroglyphic hieroglyphic uh, map. And we're going through our stuff, and then nature stops for a minute, and he says, Dad, who took you through the primal path? And I said, no one took me through the primal path, mate. And he goes, sort of like looking at the wall, where did all this stuff come from? And I said, well, man, I, I made it up. And he said, what do you mean? I said, he said, you made all of this up for me. And I said, yeah, man, I designed all of this for you. I did this because you're my son. I did this because I love you. I did this because I believe in you. And he got choked up and he started to weep. He says, dad, you have no idea how loved I feel. And I was like, look, man, to have a 14-year-old kid realize my dad has basically spent himself on my behalf to help me walk through these years. So that was early on and that was super motivating. Another moment that really stands out to me, uh, Nate came home from, so my goal was to develop such an intimate relational bond with my son that he would bring his sin to me, not hide it from me, you know? And so I wanted, but the whole goal was to, for Nate in his mind to say, I need to talk with my dad about that. He can help me with this. I need to talk with my dad about that. So I was like, look, man, if you're driving in a car and you, one of your buddies is drunk and you didn't know it when you got in and you can't get out, you don't need to think, I'm going to get killed. You need to think, I need to call my dad. He can help me with this. And uh, so, you know, there was one moment in particular when uh, Nate was around um, some peers doing absolutely un, uh, you know, non-ideal things. And rather than hiding it, he literally came to me and said, Dad, how do I process this? Here's the situation. I know you've been through a lot. Speak wisdom into my life. And that was one of those revelation moments where it's like, okay, he's bringing sinful things to me, not hiding it in shame. I think the last one <clears throat> that was the most important, you know, we um, to close out the primal path, Nate and I hiked to the Camino this summer. So we did a gap year where he went to four countries. And then uh, to close it out and process everything we've been through together, we hiked across uh, the Camino de Santiago across Spain. And um, it ended with me on a beach with all of these words of affirmation from the men who'd spoken into his life over this journey. And we started the primal path by him stripping off and running into the ocean as a baptism when he was 13. 
And I told him when he was 13, you're going to do this when you're 19, but we're going to do it at the end of the Camino. And so having him in that moment where I literally, me and him, father, son, on a rock at the end of hiking 500 miles, and I speak every blessing and that I can think over him, and I say, you're going to run into this ocean and you will come out a man. And him getting teared up when that happened, basically thanking me for the process, and then emerging from the water saying, thank you for welcoming me into the community of men. Like the long game of parenting to have a vision at 13 and deliver on it at 19 was breathtaking. This bre- most rewarding thing ever, mate. It's beautiful. It's so beautiful, John. And also thank you for the gift of this course to so many others. A lot of my heart for writing and content is to take things that would have gone to the grave with us or had minimal impact that now are shared with the world. And so all of us, that time laboring, um, every step, I'm sure you were exhausted in the Camino, um, that sort of gets put into us. So, so thank you for that. That's that's probably a different podcast, right? How did you make it? And it could I be. love tracking with you on Instagram, you know, through that, through that process. What'd you learn about yourself in the process, John? Well, you know, I mean, here's the thing. I mean, it's, it's classic, it's classic Richard Raw, you know, like whatever pain is not transformed is transferred. And uh, so actually the first three units in the primal path are about you and your father wounds. And um, yeah, I basically realized that I had to be proactive and break generational patterns because if I didn't by default, I would just bring these in. So, you know, maybe one of the, the most powerful moments spiritually, you know, there's this, there's this exercise called putting your son's story in context where you basically take your son back to where you grew up so he can understand what it is that formed you to be the, piece, the person that you are. And I remember a line from this movie I saw one day where it says, where it's basically a dad, um, it's a father speaking to another father, and he says, the day will come when you will ache with all of your being for your son to know who you are as a man. And I think all men you know, often feel frustrated and misunderstood. And so you, you do this trip where you take your son back and um, to show him where you basically became who you are. And I had this one day where it was so exhausting, man. I mean, oh, my gosh, I'd flown to Australia to do it and because uh, I grew up in Australia and I was absolutely spent. And at the end of the day, Nate's inside a hotel room and I'm just sitting outside reflecting. And I feel God say to me so strongly, such an overwhelming impression, if you pay attention to your life, you'll see that everything you're doing for your son, I'm doing for you because I love you too. And it was just, and I just felt God just show me these moments where he had opened supernatural doors, shaped me, disciplined me. And uh, what I learned more than anything else is that we think we're doing this for our sons, but on our best day, it's just a reflection of what God's doing for us if we're awake to it, you know. I care deeply about discipleship, discipling the next generation. I have four kids and I'm working with other organizations and leaders and saying we have a discipleship gap. We've got an issue. Why do you think more parents, especially dads, aren't discipling their kids? Oh, mate, they just feel overwhelmed. No one. I mean, I know like two people of everybody I've met my whole life, been pastoring 20 years, who say, oh, mate, my dad totally got it right with me. Poured into me, discipled me, raised me up. So I have zero judgment for the typical dad, man. People, they just didn't get this. They weren't handed the toolkit. 
Most of our dads did the best they could. It was woefully inadequate. And so we're sitting there like that, like on the website, the primal path, uh, you know, my vision is to help overwhelmed, but determined fathers raise sons of consequence. And I think those are the two things most people carry. They're overwhelmed because they don't know how to do it. They didn't get, get it themselves because of generational brokenness, but they're determined. I'm not going to pass this on. So people, people don't give it because they don't have it. And unless we do something radical, the, the result, I mean, the results of a previous generation neglecting this are manifest in the world today. And if we want a different harvest in the future, we've got to sow a different seed now. So I'm, I tell people, some people say, dude, if I do the primal path, am I just going to feel like crap about myself? Like, here's another thing that shows me how much I suck. And I'm like, no, this is actually a how-to manual. So I spend half the time in the primal path course saying, I know this seems hard and overwhelming. Trust me, it's worth it. Stick with it. You know, so I want to exhort men to take themselves seriously, take the responsibility seriously and experience the joy of doing this. And here's the beauty. When your son's like your son is 11, he's not going to remember all the deep particular details where you feel like you screwed up and you're overwhelmed. You know what he's going to remember? Dad loved me. He gave me this blessing ceremony. It was really fun. That's what he's going to remember. So, you know, you only have to be as competent as an 11-year-old or 13-year-old. You know, you're not, it's not a men's ministry. You're discipling young people. So it's, it's actually a lot easier than psychologically we think it is, you know. Mm, that's good. And take your next right step and just continue. You don't have to have it all figured out. But take that next right step. And I love the the five types of fathers because I think it what it says is you don't just end up here. You don't just end up in an intentional life. And there is so much resistance, spiritual warfare, whatever we want to call it to this. But if dads have to start somewhere from maybe an overwhelmed dad, maybe they do feel like crap right now. You're listening going, man, that's that's too much work. I got too much to do. I've already blown it. What do you think the first step is? into being an intentional dad? Uh, I think, I think that the, the first step is, is basically a resolution inside your own heart, which is no matter what I've done or what I've failed to do, I start sowing a different seed for a different harvest now. You, can, you, you cannot do anything about your past. You can do everything about your future. And I tell people all the time, man, it's consistency, not intensity. Five minutes a day with your son is better than an hour once a month. You know, it's, it's building that emotional connection over the course of time. And um, so just do something, take the next step. You know, I try and tell people, um, you know, the primal path course is a lot to, it's a lot to go through. Um, but I say, Hey, look, man, you can probably do this in a day. Just take a day, uh, you know, get out of town go rent a hotel room or go get together with a couple of buddies, form a cohort and do this. But the good news is you have six years to work this stuff out. If you, you, your son's 11, you've got seven or eight years. So get the principles in your mind now so that you're not overwhelmed and then realize I actually have time to work on these, these every day. So you need a big picture plan, but then you just need like daily steps. And I think if you get both those things, like I actually have a map of how to do this, but then now let me actually just worry about winning the day by connecting with my son's heart. I think those are the two keys. That's good. So many lies I'm sure tucked in there. Satan comes to steal, kill, destroy, distract, discourage, all those words of death. And yet there's 
this access that we have to the power and the presence of God in our kids' lives. Uh, John, this has been good. This, is, this has been a gift. Um, but I want to ask you this. What are you encouraged about right now? Pick a category, mate. I believe that we live at an urgent, urgent hour of human history. You know, we're losing one million young people a year out of the church right now. And it just feels like hopelessness, cynicism is on the rise. But what encourages me about that is that most of the lukewarm, mediocre Christianity that is just anemic is disappearing. And God is really stirring like a resolve and a conviction in people's hearts to follow to follow Jesus. You know, so I'm actually seeing a lot of decline, but the stuff that's rising up is potent and deep and beautiful and rich. And again, it's that classic axiom. You have to have a vision of what God's doing at this time of history, but then also live it out locally. You know, it's like love your family, be kind to your neighbor, you know? So it's like, it's think globally, act locally, I think is one of those true things. And I, I, I'm very encouraged by the kind of discipleship and resolve I see rising up amongst people. Well, John, thanks for who you are and what you do, man. This just example, these stories, it's a gift to us and you listening, I just want to encourage you, uh, if you are a dad, you know a dad, um, you are intentional, you want to be intentional, go to primalpath.co. That's primalpath.co. John, it's been rich. Thank you, my friend. No worries. Thank you for having me on again. And if you ever want to talk Camino, let me know, man. It changed my life. Sounds good, man. Thanks, mate. Man, so many gems in there. And I'm thinking about my two boys the whole time in this conversation with John. I'm thinking about how I've got one shot with each of them to be able to impart discipleship principles for them to understand the way of Jesus and begin walking and living within that. And so I've picked up so much uh, from this and things with John. I would highly encourage you to go and download Primal Path. Um, go ahead and take a look through the site, the course. John's stuff is incredible. And I just love the stories of him developing his son, Nate, along the way. I just want to leave you with one question. Whether you have a son or a daughter, how are you practically imparting the ways of Jesus into your son or daughter? How are you practically imparting the ways of Jesus into your son and daughter? Guys, this is our primary call. No matter what we lead in, no matter how we make our living, no matter what stages we step onto, the influence that we have, we have this primary call to be disciples and to be moms and dads walking along in the way of Jesus and modeling that to our kids. We can gain so much in front of people and yet lose in our families. Guys, this is a crucial episode to pay attention to. As always, would love for you to share this episode with somebody else that may resonate, somebody else with kids. And we hope that ultimately this episode has been a gift to your family. Hey guys, we are crazy enough to believe that you don't have to lose your soul if you're going to lead for the long haul. Guys, keep leading healthy. It is possible. Shot, shot, we ain't focused so long.